Welcome to Emerge Dynamics. Emerge Dynamics. The podcast for those who manage and invest in middle market private companies across the globe. globe. We're telling the stories of the unsung champions who take enormous risks every day to weave the fabric of our societies. Those who collectively, from the multi-trillion dollar largest market on the planet, we're diving into the dynamics of what makes some of them emerge from their peers and create incredible returns and impact on their communities. This is Emerge Dynamics. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Emerge Dynamics podcast. I'm David Cusimano here with Eric Wingerter. Hey David, good to be back. As always. Always. We march on on our journey, Eric, to talk about what helps businesses emerge from their peers, yes. from their competitors. And I think today we've got a topic that is, it's a milestone topic, I should say. It's a big one. It's one of the things that really separates businesses mm-hmm. from those who emerge and those who don't. Right. And yeah. if you think about all of the strategic planning episodes that we did in the very beginning of this podcast or early episodes, all that stuff, incredibly valuable, all that stuff necessary to grow your business. But if you don't do what we're talking about here today, you're going to get stuck. You're not yeah. going to be able to scale. It's got to be one of the major linchpins in scaling a business. I mean, you have people and other things, but this one is like the foundational mm-hmm. mechanism that you need in order to scale. Absolutely. So let's not hold folks in suspense uh, any longer. <laughs> Eric, what is that topic that we'll be talking about? The topic is documenting your processes in your business. That sounds about as dull as I can. <laughs> it is. We talk all the time, Dave, about the head and the heart. This is a head game in a lot of respects, but it's that disciplining. I like to call it. It's the disciplining mm-hmm. in the business that is so necessary. And we find oftentimes it's, it's like companies flying by the seat of their pants. They're kind of just addressing things as they come at them. This is one where you can stop and really look at the consistent application of processes in your business and how do you leverage that. And the only way to do it is to fully document it and to train off of that. And then the best is, is if you systematize it in the way that your process flows in your business and the operating systems that you're using, it is the key to being able to scale your business. Absolutely. And so, Eric, let's talk about the why here, because people may hear that and say, okay, I get it, but that's not fun. I don't have to do this. I'm different. (laughs) You're not. And I can speak from experience here. When you start a business and it's just you or just you and a couple of people you've hired or family members working with you, delivering an amazing experience to your customers is relatively easy. It's you. You're very passionate about the business You love what you do. You probably started this business because whatever it is, is something you had a lot of interest in. And so you almost exude that in what you're doing. And suddenly people love coming to your business. They want more of it because of this special, unique treatment and experience or whatever they're getting, whatever it is you sell, they're getting it and they're loving it and they want more of it. And then your business grows. And all of a sudden you need to hire a few more people. And suddenly it's not possible for you to deliver that same experience to all these customers anymore because there's not enough of you. So suddenly you've got other people now interacting with customers. Right. The why here is how do we take the amazing thing that we're delivering to our community, whatever it is, the products or service we're delivering, how do we take that so that more people can benefit from it 
but keep that experience just as amazing as if it was still the founder delivering it. Right. And David, I know our last episode, for those who were walking along with us in the journey, was about the customer journey and documenting the customer journey. And we're not talking about that type of documentation. We're now talking about the executional piece, right. whereas that was more of the planning side mm-hmm. of things and understanding our, our customer and their journey and how do we fit our products and services into that journey in a real effective way that has a long-lasting relationship with them. This one is now, how do we now gather all of that and systematize it? And that's what you're saying is, how do we move beyond just a small owner and a few Mm -hmm. people doing this to now we want to leverage that and grow the business, but have the same consistency in Mm -hmm. the approach and the experience that the customer gets. That's right. Absolutely. A lot of times I hear people talk about consistency just for consistency's sake. They'll say, hey, we've got all these different locations and we want all locations to have the exact same experience. It's not that it's valuable in and of itself for someone on the East Coast to get the exact same experience as someone on the West Coast. In fact, culturally, they may want variations of that experience, actually. So oftentimes we need to make sure that we don't stop there as far as our why, like just For the sake of being all the same, let's just make it all the same. (laughs) It's not that reason. It's because we can start to understand what parts of our service delivery, parts of how we talk with people, how we interact with people, what of that creates the optimal customer experience? And how do we not leave it to chance for people at all our other locations or even for one location, for other team members to hopefully deliver the right thing, right? And I know, Eric, when I had my first business, I did that. I assumed when I hired people in that they were going to be like me and deliver the same experience to the people that we worked with, just like me. It didn't take long before our customer service started to erode. Mm -hmm. And I would get complaints from customers saying, this person that you had working with me told me this, this person did this, and I could not believe what I was hearing. And I would go to the people and I would say, what's wrong with you, right? Well, how could you do this? Like, and I started to realize, in fact, that person maybe could have been smarter, could have done things better, but really whose fault was it? It was mine because I had not documented, hey, it was a flight training business is, was the business, right? Mm-hmm. So when we fly with someone, here's how we do it. You already know how to fly an airplane, but I need to understand, here's how we greet people. When we go through the curriculum, here's how we will do it, right? So we had to actually map out And people were very resistant to this at first. And I had to explain to them that if you go to McDonald's, these people are not flying airplanes, they're making hamburgers. But there's amazing training, like step by step, like put the ketchup here, put the bun here. There's a process for making a hamburger. And this is how McDonald's is able to have such an incredible, I say valuable, I'm not a fan of eating. I do respect very much the model that they've been able to make, the consistency through their processes to be able to deliver all over the world. I think... David, here, I don't think we should be distinguishing, but there are the practical aspects of documenting the process and ensuring consistency and training and everything for the outcome of compliance, it might be. I mean, in highly regulated industries, we've got to have that. And that becomes more of those processes and procedures and very tactical and very detailed in that. And those are all good, and you need that for scale of your business as well. But then there's the other side, and this is the side that I think is often overlooked, which ties again back to the previous 
conversation that we had around customer journey is, okay, along the way, how should we be doing things with the customer in mind, not Mm -hmm. just with the process in mind? Because I think that is sometimes where we get caught up, where we don't really drive down to the customer side of things. We just say, I don't don't know. Yeah, I got to follow this. I'm checking the box. Yeah, but that check in the box is part of a bigger picture, and that is the customer is behind that. Absolutely. And so if we think about the how, Eric, we do this, you can do it in a notebook. It usually involves, again, with the process, mapping out some chronology of events, how we do things. If you like right? flowcharts, whatever flow it is, chart. you know, like you said, let's whiteboard this, let's go through that process, and how do we document it? But that's the key, David. It's got to be, be documented. It could be a notebook. There's various software solutions out there that can do this. Some of them are relatively cheap, even some that are free. And what's important is that you get some kind of visualization of what's supposed to happen that you can disseminate to your team so they all understand what they're supposed to be doing. And also, this is amazing for training. A new person, by chance, may figure it out in six months and frustrate a lot of your team and customers along the way. But if we can use these processes to say, hey, you're new to the team, here's how we do things, and they're able to see this, and that training can go from six months to a couple of weeks, this is an enormous win for everyone. Yeah. So getting that mapped out. Now, that's a little bit of the how. I can speak from experience, Eric. This is one thing to understand I need to do this. It's another thing to do it. And our next episode, we'll talk a little bit more about time management. But as a business owner, we talk about the difference between working on the business versus working in the business. This is definitely a work on the business task. So everyone who is a manager of a business, an owner of a business, an investor in a business should really be taking, carving out time. This is undistracted, deep work, deep focus time, either alone or with the applicable members of your team to say, how do we do this process? Let's all come to agreement on how it should be done. Let's document it and let's make sure that everyone going forward understands what they're supposed to be doing. This is difficult. When customers are calling all the time, there's emergencies in your inbox Uh, all the time, right? There's always stuff. (laughs) This is what separates the businesses that scale from the businesses that do not. Look at any business you know. There's numerous household names out there that have locations across the country. This is not the only thing, but they did not get where they are with 50, 100, 300 locations across the country without doing this process thing. It's the first thing that gets you from one location to your next. So with that, folks... Enough said on that. We may unpack this a little bit deeper later on in another episode. Next episode, we'll go into time management, managing that unwieldy. Is that the right word? Unwieldy? Unwieldy? Let's get a good word. We'll have the the word for next week. (laughs) Email inbox, right? That drives so many of us crazy, insane. Especially Um, when you have four email accounts uh, on top of it. So So some practical tips on how to tame that monster coming up next time. So don't forget to join us. Just subscribe and you'll get an automatic notice when that episode drops. Folks, we love doing this. We love talking about these things. We hope you're getting the value and enjoyment as well. We'll see you next time.